You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. Jimmy B and TC live on the air with you for the next two hours as we take you around the world of sports. Trent Condon here, Jim Brinson, alongside of me in a busy, busy day in the world of sports. A huge weekend coming up. It is Father's Day weekend. A hello to all the fathers out there. Good work out of you. Keep being a good dad. And, uh, well, Jim, we, we have plenty of things to talk about here today. Now, normally this is the time of year where it's difficult to find a whole lot going on on the local front. You don't have anything going on yet in terms of summer basketball. You don't have anything happening in terms of stories really coming out in college football. Camps are just starting out. They're going through workouts with strength and conditioning programs. This is normally the time that's incredibly slow. This is the time where we're really looking for something. But on the local level, we have the news from yesterday. The Big Four Classic is going away. After this season, never again will we see the Big Four Classic as it's currently constructed. And and I do have some thoughts about that. Also yesterday, basically at the same time, over in Eastern Iowa, was announced that the Prime Time League would be no more, and that won't be happening this summer. So a couple of news stories that dropped into our lap. But, Jim, today, I've, uh, I've been in and out, been able to watch a little bit of the golf, uh, but absolutely riveted to what I was able to see on another side. Able to see soccer. What a match that just finished up here a little over an hour ago between Portugal and Spain. Those two don't like each other a whole lot. You can tell that. Two fan bases that are into it. Portugal with Ronaldo. Spain, one of the favorites coming in. And Spain, right before we get going with the World Cup, they fire their manager. They're going a different direction because... He was out there negotiating for a new job. He was going to be taking over, I don't even know what it is, Barcelona, something like that. One of the actual teams that play over the course of the season, that's what he was going to do. And they said, well, you know what? The hell with you. We're getting rid of you. So we had that going on. But a great match, 3-3, incredibly high scoring. Ronaldo playing at the highest level. I couldn't believe it today, folks. I I could not believe with the U.S. Open going on, that that's what I was transfixed to. And and uh, had the Fox Sports Go app. Talk about something that is very well done. Very easy, easily, very seamlessly. You can watch two events going on at the same time. You can watch both the golf and the soccer. If there's a baseball game on that's part of the Fox, Fox uh, Sports app, you can do that. So I had them on both the screens up on one screen together. I was transfixed. It was absolutely incredible what we were able to see. Well, we got a busy show lined up for you here this afternoon. Going to kick things off here in about 15 minutes or so. Ben Kerchival is going to be joining us from CBS Sports. Going to talk college football and a busy week on that front as well. The new redshirt rule that has been implemented by the NCAA. Now college football players have the ability to play up to four games during the course of the season including the bowl game, yet still maintain their redshirt status. I think a great move by the NCAA. It's going to help programs from the highest of levels to the lowest of levels, from Alabama to Iowa and Iowa State, 
and all the way down to Eastern Michigan and everybody in between, it is going to help those programs. An ability, an injury crops up. Maybe it's just for a game. You can go that route. You can let that guy get some snaps, see some meaningful playing time, go that way, and a guy's back from injury, all right, now we'll put him back on the shelf and maintain that redshirt status. Iowa has had this happen twice at the quarterback position. That's a position that I certainly think Bears watching in Iowa City again this year. Nate Stanley, of course, going into his junior season this year. Remember, he's a true junior. He did not redshirt in his first season as the backup to C.J. Beathard, and and as the backup, didn't see a whole lot of playing time, but he was the guy. You go back to Drew Tate when he was the backup to Nate Stanley back in 2003. Won the backup job, played a couple of times in mop-up duty, and, and how different could things have been in 2006 if Drew Tate still had another year of eligibility. And that leads, at least to me, to a question of incoming freshman, a guy that's already been on campus as an early enrollee in Spencer Petrus. Petrus, from the reports that we got during the spring, was a guy that has a very live arm, a big arm. He, he looks the part, big frame, six foot five, and he's battling right now with Peyton Mansell for the backup job as the backup to Nate Stanley going into this season. But if it is... You know, what I figured was going to happen, if it was too close to call, who's going to be the backup? Is it Petrus? Is it Mansell? If it was really that tight, Mansell would be the guy for this season on the depth charts and in terms of something happened, had to roll the dice, end of a blowout, some mop-up duty, whatever it may be, then it'd just be the redshirt freshman and Mansell going out and taking those snaps. Now you have an ability because... You look through the schedule, you look at the times that could happen, injuries aside to Nate Stanley. And if it really is Spencer Petrus, then the decision's pretty easy, right? The decision is pretty easy of what you're going to do. You're going to let this guy go out there. You're going to give him an opportunity to really be the backup. And by the time you get up there, and you know what? He's played three games all right, let's ease back a little bit. But, uh, Jim, we got a lot to get into in that front with Ben we Kirchival. Do. We will talk with yep. him coming up here in about oh, 420 or so. Also coming up, we got Wolfgang. He's stopping by at 440. We'll get into him. His thoughts on the Big Four Classic and PTL going by. We know he's a big Iowa basketball fan. Seth Gruen here to talk some baseball and the Hawkeye Swarm today with Dr. Stephen Fuller of Fuller Family Dentistry to finish up the program. It's a busy one, Mr. Brinson. How are you? I'm doing great, pal. It's always uh, good to uh, be here on a Friday, even though it's roasting hot. Uh, the weekend has just uh, a few more hours has arrived for at least you and I. And uh, and it's going to be a, a great weekend. I mean, look, we've got Cards Cubs. We've got World Cup. We have U.S. Open. Uh, and we can find a swimming pool someplace. I think that I'll be in pretty good shape then the entire time. <laughs> that's that's my plan anyway. So I watched a lot of the U.S. Open this morning. Haven't been able to see much of it. As I mentioned, I was watching the soccer a lot of this afternoon with yeah. uh, Portugal and Spain, which was really good. I am a little bit concerned right now, though. As you look at the leaderboard now, Justin Rose is making a move here throughout the afternoon. He's through 14, and he is uh, at one under for the tournament. Three back of Dustin Johnson. Ian Poulter also there. My concern is, though, overall this style of golf. Like I told you yesterday, I enjoy it Mm -hmm. for once a year. It's very difficult. But if Dustin Johnson maintains kind of the pace that he's playing at, 
this could be a really boring weekend because this isn't going to be a golf tournament where a guy can go out and shoot a 64 and make a run or on the back nine, shoot 29 and post a big number on Sunday. This is not a tournament that is going to allow itself to do that. And if Johnson keeps playing in this fashion, there's nobody that's going to be able to catch him. No, I agree with you from that standpoint. Uh, and it'll be the first time, and you and I discussed this yesterday when the tournament began, it'll be the first time, if indeed Dustin Johnson does win the U.S. Open, that a player had won the tournament previous to the U.S. Open and then won the U.S. Open. So from that standpoint, uh, there could be a, another first here uh, in golf if indeed Dustin Johnson is that guy. Look, I know you have uh, took a couple of uh, degenerate wagers on a couple of players. Mm -hmm. One of them was Tommy Fleetwood. Yes. Trent, he had an unbelievable round today in the, uh, in the rain. The guy shot like 66-67 was the best round that we've seen so far. Yeah, he was really good today. Saw a little bit of him and... And he talked about a guy that certainly you can just tell he's going to be winning a tournament, a major here very soon. 27 years old. Anybody that follows European golf knows just the level that he plays at. This is a guy, if you're looking into some futures markets, Tommy Fleetwood, certainly a guy to keep an eye on. Yeah, 66 today after being five over yesterday. He's back at one over par. And, and right now, and this will shift around a little bit, but seven over is the projected cut line uh, for the tournament. They only in the U.S. Open, they only take the top 60. It's not being within 10 strokes of the lead. That right. is a lot of times the other part that that is not the case here. Top 60 only. And uh, right now you got a bunch of guys that are sitting at that projected uh, cut spot. And Tiger Woods will not be playing this weekend, Jim. No, he won't. Uh, look, the guy couldn't make a putt. And he sprayed the ball around a little bit. And you know in the U.S. Open with the fescue about as high as I am tall, uh, you're not going to uh, have any success if you're not on the fairway. And he sprayed it around. And then when he finally did hit a couple of good shots and get on the green, Trent, he could not make a putt. Now, he did birdie the last two holes, uh, but... It's still, he's so far back now at plus 10 that he has no shot uh, of making the cut. He might as well get back on his yacht and start <laughs> heading back down south to uh, to Florida. Yeah, pretty good work if you could get it, no doubt. The, yeah. uh, the local guy in the field, Zach Johnson, yesterday he shot a 73 to find himself at least in the mix. He's dropped three more shots back today, three bogeys on the front nine. He is through 13 at three over. So six over for the tournament. For Zach Johnson, he's currently in a tie for 34th place. And outside of a big run here in his last few holes, probably not in contention, but makes the weekend. And, and that's certainly an accomplishment, and certainly at a, at a course like this, Jimmy B. Uh, it's unbelievable what they have done to Shinnecock Hills and how difficult that course is to play anyway. They were talking about it on the broadcast, how they narrowed the fairways by bringing in extra sod and then making it grow with that higher rough. Uh, so if you're like, you know how, how they always have, like they like to call it the, the first cut off of the fairway mm -hmm. well if you're if you had a shot and you're not on the fairway and you roll into that first cut your ball is still sitting up pretty nicely Trent and you can still make a real nice shot not here because your ball can sink down in and it can be just an absolute 
tragic situation for you. And then if you slide off another six, seven feet, and then you're in the fescue, you're just doomed. And that's what happened to Tiger too many times, and that's why he's not going to be playing tomorrow. On the local front, Jimmy B, I mentioned at the top, the Big Four Classic. We talked about that a lot yesterday and, and going away after 2018. Do you anticipate, though, we've seen in the past, Iowa State played a neutral court game there. They played Ohio State one year. Remember, Iowa played Creighton at Wells Fargo Arena. Couldn't something, not not in its current fashion, obviously, be salvaged out of this, but and maybe not every year, but every couple of years, Iowa make a decision, hey, let's play a neutral court game against somebody, whoever it is. We saw them out in South Dakota last year play Colorado, Iowa State. At the very least, can you envision something like that? At least give us something here in central Iowa to be able to see both Iowa State and Iowa make their way over and play a game every few years. I, th- I think that would be terrific. Uh, I, I don't think Iowa State fans would have a big problem if Iowa State scheduled a game at Wells Fargo once in a while just to, uh, you know, so the people, all the uh, fans who live in the Des Moines area could just go downtown and have a good time instead of driving up to Ames. I still see it, Trent, problematic for Iowa fans. For some reason, I just get this feeling that, they don't like coming here. They could care less. But it's not about that, uh, Jim. It's about no, your biggest population base in the state. It is. It is. 700,000 people. 750,000, yeah. It's not about the people of eastern Iowa. It's about no. the fan base here. You don't want. Yes. You can't afford to lose that, Jim. I agree. I agree. But i I got to see it happen first. Look, they didn't like coming over to play Big Four. So I, I'm with you, Trent. I'd, I'd love to see him come and, and play a game every once in a while at the well, just so the population that is Hawk fans in this great city uh, can go and enjoy that atmosphere. But then what do you hear? You hear, well, uh, it's, it's a lousy arena for basketball. And, okay, so it wasn't, it's, it's a multi-purpose arena. It wasn't built specifically for basketball. It is what it is. It houses hockey as well. It houses arena football as well. It's a multi-purpose indoor arena, not just a basketball arena. So from the, from that standpoint, I don't want to hear, well, I'm not going to go because it, it's a lousy place. If they're going to come and play at least one game every once in a while, I think, Trent, that both schools would most likely draw 14,000, 15,000 and probably sell out, particularly if it was a decent opponent. Now, you reference Creighton. Mm-hmm. Now, we know if Creighton was going to come and play in Des Moines, the crowd that they would bring. Heck, they'd probably bring eight, ten, nine thousand people. Uh, just Creighton would. Well, so we, we've seen it before. They, they, they didn't. Yeah. Bring, they didn't bring that many, Jim. They, they didn't bring that. Well, many. they bring a lot of folks. Right, they really right. do. Let's, let's, they travel. Creighton let's, travels. Let's slow down on the eight, nine, ten thousand. You might get a crowd of ten, twelve thousand total there. This thing's not banged out. They've played it before. It wasn't that big. But if it's even a bigger name opponent, if you can get a Kansas, you play one year in Kansas City, and the next year you play in Des Moines. It's a possibility. Just thinking outside the box. You're, you're talking. You're talking Iowa. Yes. Iowa playing Kansas. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I'm. I'm good with that. To right. me, that'd be awesome, partner. That I'm. I'm. I'm perfectly good with that. I. I just don't think that that Fran McCaffrey, if he is still the coach in a few years, that that's his mo. 
And I think you're worried as well now that they won't play, even if they have them come and play at Carver, they won't, they won't have Drake and they won't have uh, uh, UNI come over and play as well. And they're going to schedule the more Bryants and Savannah States. That's that's my biggest concern. Right, right. And and now with this flexibility, now it's put up time. And leaving Des Moines aside and leaving a neutral court game aside, Iowa has not invited in a team outside of the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which they don't control, that is scheduled by ESPN and the conferences. They have not had a home-and-home Iowa State also in there since Arizona State back in 2004. That was the last time they had a home-and-home, a true home-and-home with a power conference team outside of what's already scheduled. That needs to change. You wanted flexibility, Iowa, you have flexibility. And for the season ticket holders that put up with the garbage games, the Southern Utahs and the Savannah States, like you mentioned, Jimmy B, throughout the years, give something back to them. No more Chicago State actually schedule a home-and-home. You wanted that flexibility, use it, Iowa. That's what I want to see. We're going to see Ben Kercheval coming up next. We're talking college football as we take you up until 6. It's Jimmy B and TC. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends a night out or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Sponsored by Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Meet the all-new Renai Sensei Tankless Water Heater, offering an endless supply of hot water, significant energy savings, and Wi-Fi monitoring. Visit tanklessismore.com to see why tankless is more. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. It's time Dad's got a little love. That and a Ryobi OnePlus 18-volt blower from the Home Depot. Right now, it's just 119 bucks. Put cordless power right where he needs it this Father's Day. In his hands and in his yard. A happy Father's Day starts with a happy father. And this gets you both. The RYOBI One Plus 18-volt blower. Just 119 bucks. Only at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. Strong enough to pull a plane? Prove it. 
The Loesch Family Foundation presents the 5th Annual Plane Pull for Special Olympics Iowa on Saturday, June 23rd at the Des Moines International Airport. Teams of up to 10 will test their strength against a Delta airplane. SOIowa.org slash plane pull to register and create a fundraising page to collect donations online. Sign up today and make a difference in the lives of over 14,900 Special Olympic athletes in Iowa. The Plane Pull for Special Olympics Iowa on June 23rd. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry PC and Rush Niggett. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Swing it a minute. Slam dunk. Touchdown. Sports. It's Jimmy B and TC. Oh, yeah. The word you're looking for is wow. Here's Gemma Trent. Continuing on. Jimmy B, what are you listening to over there? Was that Spanish or Portuguese? You watching World I Cup was, highlights? I I was. I was listening to uh, Andres Cantor call the Ronaldo free kick goal that he bent in from about 15 feet outside of the net into the upper right-hand corner, and it's great. It's great to listen to it in Spanish. It's just awesome. It's a great call. I'll take your word for it. I speak German. I know nothing of Spanish. (laughs) I don't know what language outside of English our next guest speaks, but he is Ben Kirchival with CBSSports.com, and he joins us right now. Ben, what's happening? Picking my draw up off the floor from that Ronaldo hat trick. Yeah, that was... Incredible. You know, it, without the U.S., it's difficult to get into it. I know for the casual fan, this one this afternoon, though, I'm not a big soccer guy, but I was glued to the monitor watching it all throughout the afternoon. Well, you know, the, the, the irony of that is, so the last World Cup, I think like a lot of Americans, the last World Cup is what got me into Premier League soccer. Okay. Right? Like, so, the, so the U.S. You know, makes a, a little bit of noise, and you go, okay, there's sort of something to latch on to now. 
So I, I kind of went over to Premier League, made my club choice, you know, follow that. And But, you know, now, so going back to the World Cup, I, I have a little bit more of an appreciation for it. And I think for, you mentioned the casual fan, but I think if anybody really watches the difference between MLS and then, you know, the Premier League, I mean, it's obviously just, just night and day. Or if you watch, um, you know, Real Madrid or, or a club like that, it's just very, very different. So when you see Portugal and, and Spain and two clubs that not only have just mega superstars, but just a, a lot of guys who compete on those international clubs, it, it's just the quality of the soccer reflects that. And, and so this was everything that, that I wanted in a match, maybe other than a winner, but certainly not going to complain with, with how that one played out. Well, you mentioned the divide that you see in soccer from the highest levels on down. And college football maybe feels like it could be trending in that direction from Alabama and Clemson and Oklahoma, Ohio State. But but that top tier of five, six, seven teams and then everybody else, is that a dangerous proposition for college football going forward? I don't think it's a dangerous one. I think it's always existed. And now what we have is a is a measurement to and multiple measurements at that to to quantify it. So one of them is, is recruiting rank, right? Mm-hmm. So every year you look at Alabama's, I think, maybe other than the exception of last year or something, I don't, I don't know, but it, they've, they've won the recruiting rankings in like seven of the last eight years or, you know, whatever it was. So you're able to quantify exactly how well Alabama's doing on that front. You're able to quantify exactly how well Florida State, Florida, uh, Ohio State, Oklahoma, how those teams are doing. So there's that part of it. Then there's uh, you know money that's pulling, being pulled in, and certainly if you're in the SEC or the Big Ten, you don't have to be Alabama or Ohio State or Michigan to, to benefit from that. Um, there's the uh, just I think that the the staff size and, and salaries, and, and obviously again you know the, the SEC. We kind of joke about Nick Saban you know having as many assistance as possible and taking ex-coaches and, and turning them into interns. But if you have the resources and the means to have the biggest and, and best programming in all aspects of it, you certainly want to be able to do it. I, I now, again, I think you can quantify those angles more now than you could, say, you know, 50 years ago. But, you know, the, the twist to all of that is there's more talent dispersion than there's ever been because of the scholarship cap. I mean, it used to be that Bear Bryant just hoarded all of the, the talent possible because he could. Uh, now, you know, you have to have the, the scholarship cap, and so talent is going in a lot of different directions. But I think as long as you have college football laid out the way that it is, there are always going to be probably a handful of schools, maybe seven or eight, who from the start have an edge towards competing and, and winning a national championship, and everyone else in some capacity, some gaps larger than others, are having to fight uphill a little bit. Hey, Ben, I'm real curious about this. In the next, let's say, five years, okay, do you see, because of what happened last year with Central Florida and being as successful as they were, going from worst to first, beating a high-powered SEC team in their bowl game, and yet still not even getting a sniff at the so-called Final Four, do you think in the next five years 
that the so-called Power Five will have totally eliminated everybody else with the exception of those five conferences. Eliminated them how? Like, like they, like they, nobody else in another conference, big, uh, 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 you know, in any conference, in any other conference, they would have a, a shot. The American and anywhere. Even if they go undefeated and, and they beat two Power Five teams in non-conference, they would just have absolutely no chance. Oh, yeah, I, I think, well, first of all, I, I think you can trace that back even further than, than UCF. I mean, Boise State uh, never yes. had a chance. And, and you know what's funny is it's kind of like UCF this past year. If you go back to when Boise State was in the WAC, TCU was in the Mountain West, it, if you look at those programs, maybe with, with some retrospect, you know they put guys in the NFL. There were pro, yeah. like Ian Johnson was on it. I mean, they they had, um, or excuse me, not Ian Johnson. Um, they they had uh, you know they had future pros on on those uh, teams. They had uh, great coaches, Chris Peterson, obviously Gary Patterson, and so they had all of the makings to be you know really really good football teams. But they just were in a system that really didn't appreciate them. And when the the postseason expanded and we had a, a fourteen playoff, it wasn't to include those teams. It was just to make more money. And the Power Five is obviously the ones who benefit the most from that. If the playoff expands to eight, which in the next five years, to answer your question, I don't know. I, I think there was initial talk of playoff expansion. I think that has cooled. Some even with the the all SEC championship game last year, I would be surprised if in the next five years it expanded. But if it does, and I think at some point it inevitably will, I don't think it'll be triggered by any kind of need to include a UCF or a Boise State or a Memphis or you know whomever that team du jour might be this year. Um, but I, I think it'll be sparked by money. And it's, it's really never been about access, and I, I wouldn't anticipate that's the case in, in, in the future. Final uh, minute for you. We'll let you go with this, Ben. And uh, a couple of decisions handed down by the NCAA. The redshirt rule, where players can play upwards of four years and uh, games and still maintain their redshirt status. And then put it, taking away the, the coach's ability to put restrictions on transfers. What's bigger for, say, the next five years? What, what changes college football more? Probably the the loosening of the uh, permission to contact rule. I, I think that is going to have more of an impact for players to go where they really want to go uh, after their first program. At the end of it, so the, the NCAA and its membership, they have these really restrictive rules, and only recently have they started to kind of loosen up on them or adapt them with some common sense. At the end of the day, Trent, I I think everyone's making this harder on themselves than it needs to be. I, some coaches, Jimbo Fisher's talked about it in the past. Mac Brown's talked about it in the past. Where if you just right now they have five years to play four seasons. Mm-hmm. I think you just give them five for five. I think you eliminate red shirts. I think you eliminate waivers. I think and and then on transfers, I say if you're an undergrad, you can go wherever you want. The compromise is you know you'll still sit out a year, but as a graduate, you can go wherever you want, play right away. You just you take away all the paperwork, you take away all the restrictions, you give them five for five, and you just simplify the process. Good stuff. Hey, Ben, out of time for today. We'll do it again soon. Enjoy your summer, and uh, keep churning out that great content at CBS Sports. 
All right, talk to you guys. That's Ben Kerchival joining us here. Follow him on Twitter at Ben Kerchival. And uh, good stuff as always, Jimmy B. Always yeah. enjoy our conversations with Ben. Absolutely. Uh, it's always fun having him on. So what, you and the Wolfgang are going to sit down and yak for a minute, huh? Yeah, we'll give you a little break. We'll let you cool down. I, I, I know it's it's hot out there for you, and, and they always talk about the elderly when it comes to this <laughs> That time. is correct. You, yes, you, you got to take care of your boy here. You do. So be safe. Get some water. No 7 and 7s during your little uh, respite here. <laughs> and we'll come back strong at the 5 o'clock hour, all right? All right, pal, I'm good with that. Coming right back, everybody, Trent and Wolfgang on the Big Talker 1700. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins. South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. Hey guys, Trent Cotton back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, give it away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. We've got a heat advisory in effect for all of Central Iowa this weekend. It's going to be mostly clear, warm and muggy tonight, low near 76. Saturday, mostly sunny, hot and windy, a high of 95. And 96 on Sunday, which would be a new record here in Des Moines. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Sponsored by Discover Card. Get your free credit scorecard with your FICO credit score, even if you're not a customer. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitation supply. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. This Father's Day, pro-grade power tools are within Dad's reach, and yours at the Home Depot, where right now your choice of select pro-grade Milwaukee Red Lithium tools are only 99 bucks each. Drill drivers, impact drivers, lithium-ion batteries, and more. Want to treat Dad like a pro? Give him power tools pros use. Select red lithium power tools from Milwaukee. Just 99 bucks each. Only at the Home Depot. More saving. 
More doing. See store for details valid through June 20th. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Trust, quality, value, just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. You just get it through the experience. I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine. I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks. There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines, you must be boring. This is a magical place. Don't miss out. Visit CatchDesMoines.com and plan your getaway to Greater Des Moines. Catch what you've been missing. All right, welcome back, Jimmy B and TC, with you until 6 o'clock tonight as we welcome in our friend Wolfgang to uh, talk about a bunch of different things. We got little NBA, Kawhi Leonard, saying that he's ready to leave San Antonio, but on the local front yesterday with a heavy heart, uh, the PTL is no more. The primetime league will not be played this summer, and after a 31-year run of summer basketball, Wolfgang, we're going to have to find other things to talk about this summer. You know, I don't know totally what, I mean, obviously I've read it and heard it and seen it. I don't know what the public reaction has been. Have you taken any phone calls or have you talked to people? Because I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm not happy with this at all. Most, most everyone that I've talked to, yeah, is disappointed by it. They're, they're sad to see this go away. And I think everybody realizes that, you know, Jack Nungy led the league in scoring last year. Luca Garza put up monster points. We've seen Wyatt Lowhouse be the MVP recently. You, you have to take all these things with a grain of salt. And I think with the most part, everybody understood that. But it just gave us another talking point, something, something to get us through these long summer months before we get into football season. I'm going to miss it. And most everyone I've talked to is the exact same way. Yeah, and it's not just, you know, it's not just a talking point was, you know, why I'm mad. Because, I mean, you guys obviously do a show. I come on. We need things to talk about. As an Iowa fan, I mean, this has been going on 31 years. So I don't remember a time when there was a PTL or when I cared. You could always find out how the guys were doing, what they looked like. Did they hit the weights this offseason? Did they not hit mm-hmm. the weights this offseason? Did this guy finally get a handle? Does he look like he's trying on defense or not? Which for the most part, they didn't. I was kind of interested this year, Trent, to see if the guys actually, they probably heard a ton of crap because we saw from a number of the Iowa basketball players that they knew what was being talked about them um, on Twitter and stuff, and they would say certain things. And, man, I just don't know if I, if I agree with that. It's being on Twitter. I don't even think they should read it. I don't, you have to be a special kind of individual 
to read some of the stuff that people post about you or something like that, and for it to not get in your head, I mean, who would that not get in the head of? When people are bashing you or saying that you don't do this, or you don't do this, or you can't do this, or you can't do that, I, I think they just need to get off Twitter. But as far as the PTL being around for 31 years, I'm going to miss it big time. Did I go there a ton? No. Who's going to drive from West Des Moines or Waukee two hours and do that, you know, very often? But, yes, I did go, and when I did go, I had fun. And to me, this is like just basically another kick in the nuts for Iowa basketball. And I feel like maybe I'm exaggerating here, but this has been going on a long time, Trent, all the way back to Dr. Tom. Mm -hmm. Dr. Tom started off unbelievable. And then just kind of, you know, it was a nice program. We liked it. We liked the Iowa program. We were proud of the Iowa program. Then he went out on a good note with his Sweet 16. Um, But everybody was kind of, I won't say everybody, but everybody was a little, "Eh, all right, come on, let's, let's take the next step. We kept getting, you know, middle-of-the-road finishes, playing Duke. I mean, we're not going to beat Duke, obviously. <laughs> but there was, but, you know, I didn't, we played Duke way too many times. So I don't, I don't even blame Dr. Tom at all. And I respect more Dr. Tom the more I get along. And I heard you a couple days ago say, Trent, and i got more to say on this, but I heard you say you want to go to exclusively zone, which was very interesting, sir. I said that? You didn't say that? No, I didn't say that, no. I made that up. You made that up. You made that up. No, I, I thought you... No. Oh, not exclusively. You're right. I said that wrong. Let, I think you said... Let me say how you think how you said this. I know you said it all this. Maybe um, the hardcore focus should be a zone defense. Did I dream that? Uh, you may have. I, I've said things similar in the past. I believed. I mean, going back to our conversations last summer with the link that they have, but also with some of the limited athleticism that they have at spots that... It does make sense to find a zone defense that's yours. You know, Fran, he mixes in a lot of different things, but I just want to find something where that is the backbone. The, the basis of their defense is a 1-3-1, a 2-3, whatever it may be, a 1-2-2. I don't care, a matchup zone. Find something, though, that this is what you're working on. Yeah, you'll, you'll mix some different things in, but this is what we are going to do. When we go zone, we're going to start with this. That's what I'd like to see. Okay, so working on, I took that more than you wanting them to just, I don't know, what are you saying? Do you want them to play 50-50? Are you saying, it's, it's interesting. I know you were talking about, man, I must have dreamt this. But, you, you know, you look at Bohannon. He obviously doesn't have crazy, awesome, at, you know, side-to-side defense. Mm-hmm. Um, man, you know what? It was probably somebody else. I'm sorry, man. That obviously wasn't you. But I heard somebody else say, I thought it was an interesting take to go to more exclusive zone, not all outright zone, but whoever I was listening to said something close to that, and I thought it was an interesting opinion. I don't know that I agree with that. Um, I like switching up defenses just because if you played basketball back in the day, anywhere from third grade on, um, that can have an effect. But if somebody yep. can't actually be good at one thing, Trent, uh, that's not good either, obviously. Right, yeah. you got to find something that you're good at, and I think with the – the length that they have, I, I think there are some defenses that make sense, but sometimes it's just it's an overload. It's too much that they're trying to do, and when you're you're trying to be good and trying to figure out how to play five or six different defenses, well, that can lead to some problems. Instead, find the one that you're really going to be the backbone of the defenses that you go to. That is something that I, I would like to see and something I've talked about a lot in the past. Uh, back to the primetime league. Wolfgang, you mentioned that you've been there for some different times, that you've watched it throughout the years. 
But with that, you know, it's uh, it's different. College basketball is a lot different today than it was 31 years ago when it started, or even 10 years ago because coaches have a lot more ability to work with players. They can work with them up to eight hours a week. You have that going on. And when you're playing two games a week, and albeit not a whole lot of defense being told, you get burned out. Sometimes you do need some of that time away, and time away from from the fan base. There was good things. Kids could go out there, get autographs from the guys, take their picture you know, after a game, do those types of things. But when you go through and you, you look at it, a chance to recharge, you just hope that they're using this time away, using it in the right way. No, and, I, and what you brought up, yeah, if people have kids or have a family where they look up to the basketball players and you can go to a game and the players are right there, not everybody can afford Harbor or Hawkeye Arena sit, you know, seats right down on the court mm-hmm. or at, at Hilton or wherever. Not everybody can afford that. But if you've got a little one or a, cut or a nephew or whatever, or even as a kid you remember seeing whatever players that you looked up to, a Chuck Long or a Tim Dwight or a Tavian Banks or, or whoever, when you're right there and you see them, that's something you like. don't forget. You remember that if you're a sports dude, or even if you're not a sports dude as a kid, you remember seeing that. I used to see that guy. I see that guy on TV, even if you're not a sports fan. That's, that's one of the things we're going to be missing. We also need to – there needs to be more reasons, Trent, to get excited about Iowa basketball, not less. Right. There needs to be more. And not that everybody out here in Waukee and West Des Moines and whatever – in Ankeny could go out to all those games, but we loved looking at some of the guys that were there that we trust their eyeballs, and they're seeing things, and they're going to all the games and standing up on the track and watching all that stuff. This is summer, man. How many things do you have to talk about? And college basketball, if you want to say, I think that's a great thing, actually, Trent, the fact that they're giving more and more time to the coaches. How stupid is that, that they don't give, like, they I obviously there has to be like a line, like you wouldn't want the coaches having them nine hundred hours a week, right? right? There has to be, you know. I talked to student like guys that student athletes before, and and they were like, "Well, you never trust the coach." They they looked at me like, "If it were up to the coach, you you know, you'd be in there nine hundred hours." <laughs> so I kind of get that. I wouldn't know. I didn't play college football or college basketball, but I think more time with the coaches and learning and stuff like that, and I think that would eventually get around Trent. The fact that this coach works you into the ground. He, you know, he says he's going to work you this many hours on the recruiting trip, and then he ends up working you this many hours. So I understand why the NCA maybe has to have a foot in the door there in order to give their opinion so coaches don't go too far with that. But it's a good thing, I think, that the coaches get more, more time with the guys. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. It's something that you can work on skill development, and it sounds like something that, of course, they're doing their work in the weight room. They've always been able to do that, but also working on that skill development. You're hoping that the skill development is not just on the offensive end for Iowa, but it's also on the defensive end. I, I want to uh, take it a step further. So here in Des Moines, we get the Capital City League with the players from Drake and from Iowa State. Is this an endangered species? Is this going to go the way of the dodo bird as well? Do you think this thing sticks around for very much longer? Well, you know what's funny is because this happened to Iowa and you and I, um, you would think that that's probably going to go away pretty quick. So I guess guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to head out there as soon as I can yep. and try to do a little more homework on Iowa State and figure out the players that maybe, you know, what they what I saw from last year, what I saw from this year. I'm, you know, I'm afraid this is going to be taken away too. 
Um, so I'm going to head out there and watch this. The other thing that I want to talk about is college basketball could grow, Dredd. It needs to grow more. They need to have more important games at the beginning of the year, not, not less. They need more access to programs and getting people excited about their programs. They don't need less of that. So I, I think Fran should figure something out where, I don't know, does he let in people a couple times in the summer? Does he let people in for the workouts that are going on? Is that even, is that even legal? Do you know? Could, he, could we get, like, thousands of people there for a couple workouts in the summer like, like Ferentz does? It's a good thought, and uh, something that when you were mentioning that, I thought about, all right, you do that in Iowa City a time, and maybe do that in a Des Moines time. Of course, during spring football, we've seen Kirk Ferentz five years you know, bring the team over and, and go through a practice. Are you able to do that? I don't know the legality of it, but you're talking about growing the sport. You're talking about building your brand. And back in the day, and I mentioned this the other day, you know, when I was growing up and you were in the 80s, it it wasn't difficult for Iowa. You, you roll out the football, you roll out the basketball, and people would show up. But marketing efforts are a lot different today, and because of that, yeah, do you think outside the box a little bit? Do you find a way to go through and welcome in people from across the state to watch the team? And you have a scrimmage. Again, I don't know if that's something that you can do, but I think you got to look at it. You have but to But why not, Trent? And you're right. You don't know if you can, but why would you not be able to? Why would they say No. You're in Iowa City, and you're, you're putting on workouts anyway. You're doing stuff like that. Why could you not bring in a fan base to watch that, to grow your sport? The high school coaches bring in all their guys, and they get to see how Fran's big guys work and what their post moves are. They get to see the guards and, the, and some of the practice skills that they have and, and the fundamentals and all this other stuff, the drills that they go through. I don't understand why the NCAA would, would crack down on that in any fashion. I'm sure Kentucky... If they could open up every practice, they'd get thousands and thousands and thousands there. I'm just asking for Iowa to open up, open up a couple. And your idea of coming to Des Moines, just like I was doing, that's, I mean, that's brilliant. I mean, I'd go. Would you not go and watch a practice and watch all that stuff and maybe half a scrimmage or something like that? That would be awesome. I'm looking right now here and trying to find the rule. All right, well, this is a video that I'm looking at here. Don't want that. Ah, new rules, all right, this is from when it was announced, I'm I'm going through here and trying to find, uh, because I don't think you can have your full team, I think it's something, I want to say, this is just off memory, you you can only have four players maybe at a time that are working out together, so that would certainly create a hiccup to what you're trying to do. Because why, Trent, What what is the rationale behind that? Oh, I, I have no idea. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm being serious here. That seems absurd. The Martians are looking down on us going, what, you don't want them to get better as a team? I don't, I don't get this at all. I understand you have to have probably some sort of hours that you can all work or the coaches would work into death and they would be slaves. I get that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I don't want them to, you know, I've had that opinion before and then talking to some student athletes and, yeah, I mean, maybe the coaches would, do, would go too far. At some point, they would get called out on that, especially with social media today. You don't think that would get out on coaches that they worked their players into the ground? You think recruits would go there after that? No. So they better, you know, they better be good with what they say because that would eventually get out on the coaches if they're working their kids way too many hours. So I understand you have to have standards and rules and guidelines and blah blah blah, a constitution of what you're doing. I get that, totally get it. But it's just some of some of these things are weird 
you can only work out four people. We're not saying that's the rule. You're reading it now, but it seems weird. Do we not want better basketball in the USA? The rest of the world has caught up to us, people. I mean, remember the dream team? Dream team number one? That was a joke. <laughs> if we didn't beat a team by 50, it was, it was like embarrassing for us. A little bit different today. Quite a bit different today. We see that certainly on the international scene uh, all the time. Wolfgang, that wasn't the only news, though, from yesterday as it pertains to Iowa basketball. Here in our city of Des Moines, this will be the final year of the Big Four Classic. We'll take a break. We're going to talk about that with Wolfgang coming up on the other side as we kick off the 5 o'clock hour. More Wolfgang coming up next. We take you up until 6 o'clock. It's Jimmy B and TC.